Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, Pewter Report readers, viewers, and listeners to a brand new edition of the Pewter Report podcast, energized by Celsius, the official energy drink of the Pewter Report podcast and pewterreport.com. Happy Tuesday to everybody watching and want to say hello to all the Pewter people that are just filing in and joining the comments for today's show. We got a fun one to get into as we're talking a lot about the franchise tag and how it pertains to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, specifically with that man on the screen, the head graphic, Antoine Winfield Jr. And should the Buccaneers franchise tag Antoine Winfield Jr.? And if not, are there other candidates out there on the roster that would behoove the Bucs the most to give a tag to? So we'll talk a lot about that. See some uh, draft questions as well in comments. We'll get to that too. Of course, Super Chats lead the way if you have a... Uh, really discerning uh, comments or uh, one you just want to get off your chest, you want to super chat us, we'll make sure we get to it right away as well. I'm your host, Matt Matera. Join with me as the face that runs the place at pewterreport.com, SR, Scott Reynolds. And Scott, how you doing? You ready to talk some franchise tags? Yes, I am. And uh, let's see, today is Tuesday, February 20th. Um, the next podcast we do on a Tuesday, we will have already spoken with general manager Jason Light for the yes. first time this offseason, and we'll talk to Todd Bowles. We'll be at the Combine, of course. So just a, a quick little note about uh, our program. We have a show tomorrow, one on Thursday at the normal scheduled time of 4 o'clock Eastern. Correct. But next week, no show on Monday. We'll be traveling to Indianapolis on uh, Monday afternoon slash evening. So our shows next week are going to be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. We will be live from Indianapolis, uh, probably primetime shows because of the schedule. We have yet to receive the actual schedule for the, the interviews with the media, with the players. But um, more than likely, we'll be having some primetime shows next week. I think it's what we did last year. So yes. we'll stick to that format. And, um, uh, and next Tuesday's show will be having our reaction to Todd Bowles and Jason yeah. Light. And, and some news always breaks when those gentlemen talk in Indy. And we'll have uh, their reaction or our reaction to what they have to say and their answers to our questions. So if you have a question for Jason Light or Todd Bowles, fire away. And we'll we'll put yeah, it down. Yeah, feel free and, to uh, tweet at us. Leave it in the comment on this YouTube yeah. channel, whether it's today's show, tomorrow, yeah. or Thursday. Because, I mean, part of the reason we are the media is we – want to get across to coaches, players, GMs, what the fans want to know we're as here to well. Serve so, you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're kind of a bastion for – we're the middleman at times yeah. for the fans to the, uh, you know, the the players, coaches, and GMs like we just said. So, yeah, anything you got, please leave a comment, super chat, um, anything like that, and we'll try to get as much as we possibly can from Jason Light and Todd Bowles when we speak to them at the Combine next week. So that's going to be so much fun. Yeah. Um, Ton of ton of content and things like that, both on our YouTube channel and pewterreport.com that we will have for all of you, That's right. Peter people. But don't you worry. In the meantime, we still got plenty of Bucks content to talk about. And we'll start today's show, most notably, Scott, you're a defensive guy. So we'll start oh, with yeah. uh, the best player, arguably on the team, but without a doubt, the best player on defense. And that is Antoine Winfield Jr., the yeah. free safety Number 31, I think he uh, played up to his contract level uh, this year. He, so. he, was still, he, de he deserves uh, a pay raise, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I think he deserves a raise for sure. Yeah. 
And that's the big domino to fall on the defensive side of things for the Bucs. Certainly Levante David and, and not overlooking him and what he means to this team as well. But I think if you're talking about long-term future of the Buccaneers and even immediate future of the Buccaneers, it starts and stops with Antoine Winfield Jr. And that's what makes Antoine quite a notable and probably the, the, the top priority guy when you think of franchise tag for the Buccaneers Antoine Winfield Jr. kind of stands out uh, uh, amongst the yeah the most of them of the roster because I just see no world in which the Bucs can let Antoine Winfield Jr. walk out the door and, and, and play for yep. another team next season. Yeah, he is the the ultimate chess piece for Todd Bowles, right? He does so much, whether it's playing you know the 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 deep middle in a cover one or cover three scheme at center field, making game saving touchdown uh, saving tackles as he did go back to week one. He had two tackles where Justin Jefferson was out the gate for a touchdown and uh, twice. And he prevented touchdowns, whether it's breaking up passes in the end zone as he did plenty of times, most notably at new Orleans on that deep shot to Chris Olave or in Tampa against Drake London in the back of the end zone or forced fumbles six, which led the league or, using him as a blitzer, right, where he had, uh, what, half a dozen sacks this year. Mm-hmm. So just an, an all-around great player. He's a tackling machine. I dare say, Matt, and, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but if you agree with me, let me know. I think he's the best pure tackler on the team. I mean, his missed tackle cool. rate is just bar none, and I think that he is he is the most sure tackler on this team, and that that has a lot of value. Yeah, um, I would say it's either him or Levante. Because, yeah. I mean, Levante's just been doing it for such a long time. And at yeah. linebacker, you're kind of a little more equipped to go and make the tackle and make the big play. But I, I'm with you. I mean, it's either Levante or Antoine Winfield yeah. Jr. in terms of just premier top tackler on this team. You barely see a missed tackle from right. Antoine Winfield Jr. when you're watching the tape. And to your point, even on plays where he's got to get on his, his giddy-up and yeah. get after the ball carrier – that's when the ball gets out of the hands of, That's of right. the player with the uh, football. Two it's- goal line forced fumbles, right? One against the Falcons, yeah. knocking the ball out of out of Desmond Ritter's hands. hands. And then uh, a huge play, which would have given Carolina a, a 7 nothing lead yeah. over the Buccaneers in Week 18, knocking the ball the out of DJ Turk's hands. Yeah. I think it's it's an, honestly a fair statement to make that the Bucs may not win that game if they yeah. immediately, maybe not immediately, but if they went down 7 nothing, the way that game yeah. was going, the That's inability right. of the offense in that game specifically, yeah. just being unable to move the football and the defense – surprisingly getting the ball moved yeah. down on them uh, on that drive in particular. I, I I don't think it's a stretch to say that Antoine Winfield Jr. saved the game for the Bucs and got right. Tampa Bay into the playoffs. And it's crazy butterfly effect. I think Bucs fans would have signed up for what happened this year, getting to that second round of the postseason, mm-hmm. hanging tough with the Detroit Lions. It is crazy to think, though, and I'm not saying that I wanted this or Bucs fans should want this, but what if Winfield doesn't make that play? Right. Panthers end up winning. Todd Bowles gets fired. Now we yeah. got a new coach. Is Baker like what is the Baker Mayfield discussion mm-hmm. we're having now versus if Todd Bowles were to get fired and Great things point. of that nature? But Great it's point. all butterfly effect thing. Mm-hmm. You don't know from there. And the last thing I'll say about Antoine Winfield Jr. before we kind of talk about the franchise tag and him and the history of the franchise tag for the Buccaneers, as great as he was last season, I still think there is room for growth. Yeah. development, taking the football away in terms of interceptions, I think is is yes. definitely an area that Antoine Winfield Jr. can improve on. I'm not saying he needs to be Ed Reed out there, and right. every time he takes the ball away, it should be a pick six or something right. like that. But, but but that's coming too. He's He's got a pick be. six or two in yes. his career coming. And Matt, I don't think it would surprise you or, or me if you know next year, the year after, within the next three or four years, if this guy has a five or six interception season, yeah, no, absolutely, and that'll come with a better pass rush from the Buccaneers, which yes. they're, they're, which they're trying to build on. Um, other corners that are able to take the ball away, where the quarterback goes, oh, I'm not going to throw it to that side of the field. Right. Let me try a shot over the middle or mm-hmm. something like that, where Antoine Winfield Jr. can kind of play yeah. a little bit everywhere, and maybe that's why some of the interceptions haven't been there as much because Todd Bowles loves to blitz him because he'll right. put him up at the line of scrimmage where 
you know, unless you got a situation like week two against the Bears where it's a screen pass and Shaq Barrett's right there to, yeah. to get a pick six and seal the game. Defensive backs don't typically get a ton of interceptions like at the line of scrimmage. I know Carlton Davis had one against Atlanta in Atlanta, but my point is they're very few and far between. Right Now, if the Bucs can kind of put together some pieces around the rest of the defense, then you can kind of pick and choose your moments to blitz Antoine Winfield Jr. Mm-hmm. instead of last season, which very much felt a lot like we need to blitz Antoine Winfield Jr. or else we're not right. getting to the quarterback. So, um, you know, maybe you see a dip there in terms of tackles or sacks, but you see an uptick in, in interceptions right. just based on the strategy of the defense. But either way, he needs to be in Tampa Bay. He needs to be in Red and Peter or else no all of this is a pipe dream. Just imagine, too, if they can find another safety that can really, I'm not saying beyond his level, because this guy's sure. special. <laughs> he's he's going to be paid special money because he's special. But just a more competent safety, kind of like you have John Lynch and then you had Dexter Jackson, right? Yes. L- Lynch was the Hall of Famer. Jackson was that steady Eddie, right? If, if you can find another guy that when you put Winfield down in the box, the other guy goes back there and can competently play center field, right, to where you're not having to, you know, do anything to really kind of, you know, camouflage or disguise uh, or protect, um, you know, Ryan Neal, who is not going to be back. But, I mean, yeah. he was he was certainly less than what they needed. And mm-hmm. so whether it's in the draft or free agency or maybe Kayvon Merriweather takes a big step forward uh, or maybe they move um, – uh, Christian Izian to strong safety, yes. right? And because he's kind of built like Jordan Whitehead a little bit, he's he's a compact, strong dude that's that's just short. Um, if you have another safety that that's good to pair yes. with an excellent one, mm. I think it just makes Winfield so much better, and it, and it really speaks to what you were saying there about that. So it, here's the interesting thing: Winfield, 25 years old, he's got a lot of great years ahead of him. Why is he going to get the franchise tag instead of Baker Mayfield or Mike Evans? Let's talk about that. I did put a story that I had that really kind of explains it, but I'm going to explain it here in the podcast. So, but if you want the written version of what I'm about to say, go read that article. I put it in the article um, uh, comments. Um, okay. So when you look at the franchise tag, there's a couple of components to it. Um, one is you want to use it in situations uh, where maybe you're not sure if the player can can replicate that um, level of performance, right? He's he's earned a big payday, he's earned a huge contract extension, but you're just not quite sure if if you want to invest all that money into that particular player, right? Now, Matt, I think this is a good time to kind of go through some of the history and explain yeah. some of the players, and some of these players are big name players. But the one that comes to mind immediately was a couple of years ago. It was Shaq Barrett, right, in 2019. And he mm-hmm. was one of, of – there's eight instances where they've used the franchise tag in, in Tampa Bay's history. And Shaq Barrett, rem- remember, one-year, $5 million prove-it deal. Yep. And he had 19 and a half sacks. Well, the Buccaneers didn't expect he was going to get 19 and a half sacks the next season. But mm-hmm. was that an aberration? Was that a fluke? Was he going to go from 19 and a half – down to six or five, right? Yeah. So they they wanted to franchise tag him and and see what happened. Well, guess what happened in 2020? Yeah, the numbers dipped a little bit. I think he had eight sacks during the regular season. But there you see him in the Super Bowl, right? He was a terror in the postseason with uh, Aaron Rodgers getting sacked, Pat Mahomes getting sacked in the Super Bowl. And so then this team felt good, even though he was getting up there in his his late 20s. I think he was 28 at the time. Mm they did sign him to that contract extension. So that kind of begs the question, well, gosh, Baker Mayfield would be the perfect candidate for that. So would Mike Evans, right? Mike Evans, he'll be 31 in in August. Baker Mayfield is, he'll be 29 in April. So why not give the franchise tag to one of those two guys? Because you know Winfield has got plenty of, of room to to continue to grow and his sure. play is not going to drop off. He's he's just now entering his prime. Mm-hmm. But let's go back, Matt, and talk about some of those players that did get some of those franchise tags throughout history. And then we'll talk we'll tell you why it's going to be Winfield and not Evans or Mayfield right now. 
Yeah, so uh, a pretty vast history of the Bucks giving the franchise tag going all the way back to 1993, starting with offensive tackle Paul Gruber, which I think a lot of Bucks fans uh, know that name quite well. Now, Gruber actually sat out the first five games because he did not want to be franchise tagged. That's right. But eventually um, was able to sign a uh, an extension with the Buccaneers. And that's what you'll see a lot with these franchise, ta- franchise tags in general. It doesn't necessarily have to be with the Bucs, but across the league, sometimes you just want to franchise tag a player. So, you know, at worst case scenario, you have him under contract, all guaranteed, at least for this season. Right. But it gives you more time, more leeway room to then work on an extension after right. that, which you'll see uh, with the player that I'll mention in just a moment. The next time was defensive end Chidi Ahanatu back yep. in 1999, then Antonio Bryant in 2009, a wide receiver. Kicker Connor Barth was 2012. And then, as you mentioned, Scott, Shaq Barrett was in 2020. His um, franchise tag was for $15.8 million, which kind of funny, too, that he's he was number 58 at the time. Now yeah. number seven, but got 15.8. And to your point, that season, again, franchise tags, kind of a prove-it deal for a lot of players and definitely was the case for Shaq. Shaq in the regular season had 57 tackles, 11 tackles for loss, eight sacks, like you mentioned, two forced fumbles. Um, three fumble recoveries and a safety as well. Right. Now, with those numbers, you go, uh, I don't know what exactly what type of contract I want to give Shaq Barrett, but the playoffs is when he really turned it on. A right. little bit of a slow start against Washington and the Saints, didn't record a sack, but that NFC Championship game against the Packers, he had three sacks yeah. on Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers in the Super Bowl, had one sack, but his stats, I'm telling you, Bucks fans, if, if I some crazy chance you did not see the Super Bowl. The stats do not do justice of what Shaq Barrett and Jace Pierre-Paul did in that game against the Kansas City Chiefs. He had over 10 pressures in the game. Uh, They never call holding penalties on the Chiefs, but was in a lot of situations where they probably should have called holding, just harassed Patrick Mahomes from beginning until end. So even though he had one sack, it might as well have been like five or six because he was that dominant. And it was that playoff performance the NFC Championship game, and the Super Bowl that really made Shaq Barrett his money. He ended up signing a four-year, $72 million deal that offseason. Yeah. So 2024, this upcoming season, would be Shaq's last year with the Bucs. But obviously, um, that remains to be seen coming up. The last two fran- franchise tags excuse me, came with the same player, Chris Godwin. So the 2021 season... Um, his franchise tag was for $15.9 million and um, had a great season that year, but unfortunately it ended with that ACL injury yeah. against the New Orleans Saints. But up until that, he was out of control in all the right plays. 98 catches, 1,103 receiving yards, five receiving touchdowns, and one rushing touchdown. This was all in 14 games. So right. he had a couple more games, already broke 1,000 receiving yards. Would have got a hundred catches on the season if not for the injury. Yeah, but because it, of that, it was re- it was re- remarkable because even yeah. though he missed the last three games of the season, Mike Evans couldn't catch him in terms of yards yeah. or catches. Okay, Insane, so right, <laughs> yeah, and so just imagine project those numbers out. And, and Evans had a thousand yard season that year, right? He extended a streak. Yeah, but and he led the team in touchdowns. That's what he does. But Godwin, from a a production standpoint, catches yards and and for him having six total touchdowns at that time with three games left, that that's pretty good. Yeah, no question about it. So then the next season, that's where the franchise tag to then get an extension really came into play. So they used the franchise tag again on Chris Godwin for the second year in a row. However, he did not play on the franchise tag. Him and the Bucks agreed to a three-year $60 million deal, which at the time, again, I think looking back on it, I still think it was a good deal. a little rich when it was done. Right. But it's just like navigating (laughs) what he went through with the torn ACL. You don't know how he's going to look after. You look at some of the other wide receiver contracts that players were getting. I think Mike Williams was the other big uh, receiver that that got a payday at the time. And like, no offense to Mike Williams, but I'm taking Chris Godwin even post ACL surgery. I'm taking Chris Godwin every day of the week and twice on Sunday over, it, it over was, Mike Williams. It was so funny because after he was tagged, then they, then they they came together quickly on his contract extension. And at first you're like, 
wow, man, $20 million a year. And then like a week later, like three other deals had been done for receivers. (laughs) And you're like, wow, Chris Godwin's a bargain, right? Yeah. (laughs) It's just, it's funny how the the narrative flipped because you had so many of those receivers just like leapfrog Chris and, and, and the others and really kind of ascend up there. So, yeah. Um, So the Buccaneers have used it in multiple ways. They've made players use uh, that season. And, and I think because of the fact that they have either drafted or, or you know, acquired players in free agency that are, that are good dudes, they have not had that franchise tag holdout, except for Paul Gruber way back in the day. Right. Every other player that has been tagged has played on it. And then you've also seen, as you just mentioned, Matt, where it's used as a placeholder. It's the, well, we don't want to have to give you the franchise tag again because then we're paying 120% of what – uh, if what the franchise tag was, because if you tag the same player in back-to-back seasons, it really escalates the next year. And that's to protect the player from teams just continuing to franchise tag their best player with one-year deals and not really give them the benefit of the long-term contract right. extension with the guaranteed money, et cetera. So that, that's that's a, a mechanism put in place to protect the player. You saw that with Kirk Cousins a lot, like in yeah. the beginning, at the end of his Washington uh, Redskins regime before he yep. went to the Vikings. He just got franchise tag like year after year. Yeah. And uh, But, you know, you can't franchise tag him so many years. Right. Yeah. So, um, so why Antoine Winfield Jr., who's 25, compared to – some players that there are some questions about, right? Baker Mayfield, is he going, Is was that his best season last year? Or is this going to be a consistent benchmark, right? Or have, yeah. have, can he elevate? Can he get 35 touchdowns and 4,500 yards, right? Mm. Um, or is he going to regress, right? It, was, was that the best season he's had? And you look at his up and down kind of mercurial career, and maybe you have some hesitation. Gosh, one more year, Baker. Show us what you can do. One more yeah. year. Uh, you feel much better about that. Mike Evans, right? 30 years old. Had a fantastic year. Had to play on his last year of his contract. Wasn't really happy about it. But Matt, as you've said over and over again on this podcast. Um, Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Handled it like an absolute pro. Didn't whine, didn't complain, went out there and balled out, right? And, um, but... He'll be 31 in August, and at some point in time, and I'm not going to say when because I'm going to be the last one to uh, insult Mike Evans, but there will be a day, whether it's 32, 35, 40, 42. Hopefully 45. Maybe he pulls a Brady and wants maybe. to play until 45. <laughs> he won't be a 1,000-yard receiver. There will be injuries, or he'll slow down, and he'll turn into a 700-yard Big time possession receiver. Great wide six, receiver five. three. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll be a good number two, and then he'll kind of be that number three, and he'll kind of be what Keyshawn Johnson. He'll be was. like what Jerry Rice was with the Raiders. Exactly. Kind of. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so you don't know when that time's going to come. There's no crystal ball. Jason Light would love to have one. Mike Greenberg would love to have one, but but you don't know. So, gosh, the franchise tag, it would be perfect for Mike Evans, right? Why not just extend Antoine Winfield Jr. And give Mike the franchise tag and have him play on the one-year deals. All right. Well, here's why. Because whenever you franchise tag somebody and you expect them to play on that deal, like Matt said, they did that with Chris Godwin for the first year. They did that with Shaq Barrett. You, you're playing on that that contract. Well, the number for Antoine Winfield Jr. is $16 million and some change. $16.2 million. That's... Not bad. That's not a bad right. base salary. Okay. When you look at the fact Chris Godwin is making 18.5 million in base salary this year, Vita Vea is making 15.5. Carlton Davis, I believe, is making 14. Jamel Dean's making 12. So, okay, you can stomach that. Mm-hmm. Well, then why not just give Mike Evans? Mike Evans, if you look it up, the wide receiver franchise tag number is, is just over 20 million. That's really palatable. This is a guy that's probably going to make 25 million. Maybe 24, maybe 26 on the on the free agent market. Well, there's a little caveat. And that caveat is really important to understand. And that is if 
a player's cap value is higher than what the franchise tag number is. And Mike's cap value last year was just over 23 million. So you have that 23 million number. And that was right. his cap value. And the rule says that if that number is higher than the franchise tag number for your position, which for receivers, I said, is just over 20 million, then it's not that number. It's not 21, or it's right. not 20 million. It's, it's 120% of the value of which you made and what was your cap value so that number is not 20 million for mike it's it's 28 million now you've got a twofold situation if you're saying to yourself we think mike evans is worth 24 25 26 million dollars well that's not 28 28 is higher right? yeah. that, that's a bigger number and more importantly and this is this is where it, it really gets tricky for the buccaneers you can't massage, um, renegotiate, um, lower that cap number. Correct. For Antoine Winfield Jr., it's 16.2, and, and it's a static number. They can't do anything this year to lower that number. So they gotta, a, they got to take on that cap hit. They'd have to take on a $28 million cap hit for Mike Evans. That's $12 million more worth of cap money that he is going to take up on this year's salary cap than if you use it on Winfield. And that's why Winfield's going to get it and not Mike Evans because the Buccaneers would have $12 million less of cap flexibility to sign other free agents, re-sign some of their own free agents, and they simply can't afford to have that much money tied up in one player. Oh, Baker Mayfield, well, you're a quarterback. That number's even higher. It's over $36 million. That's the, the franchise tag number for a quarterback. Now you sit there and say, okay, well, gosh, guys, you're talking about Baker Mayfield. Like it's starting at $30 million. That's the baseline. Well, yeah. maybe, maybe teams get high up in the bidding and his number is $36 million, And the Buccaneers would have to pay him $36 million if they wanted him back. And let's say Tampa Bay says, okay, Baker, you're worth $36 million. Well, okay, Matt and Scott. Well, if he's worth $36 million, then just do it the one-year deal for <laughs> the franchise tag. In case he does bomb or regress, then you're not tied to him past this season. That sounds great in theory. But the thing is, is now you're talking $12 million more than, or I should say $8 million more than it would be for Mike Evans. And it would be $20 million more than it would be for Antoine Winfield Jr. And yeah. that would give Mike Greenberg a heart attack. And we like Mike. We don't want to see Mike have any type of heart attack That's or right. ulcer or whatever. So that $36 million is simply cost prohibitive for this year with the Buccaneers having so many free agents. Mike Evans, um, uh, Antoine Winfield Jr., Baker Mayfield, Chase McLaughlin, Levante David. And they have to add some pieces too. They got to find an interior offensive lineman. They got to find even a value edge rusher, right? You probably have to find the, a safety to replace Ryan Neal. They don't have that flexibility at all to do a lot of that if they're tied up with $36 million in Baker Mayfield. If Baker Mayfield's number is $36 million, Matt, computer people, and if they re sign him to a three or four year deal, guess what? They can lower. Yes. That first year cap value where it might they just can. be 20 million or so. And you're freeing up $16 million to, to play and, and go buy other players with. So that's really what it is. That's why it's going to be Winfield because he's simply the cheapest, the less expensive guy when it comes to that static amount for the franchise tag. 16 million versus 28 million for Mike Evans versus 36 million for Baker Mayfield. And that's what it is. It just comes down to the, the cap flexibility. Now, if the Buccaneers were the Washington commodes and they have $70 million in cap room, yeah. you have the room to do that. But not this year with the cap not being as tight in Tampa as it was last year, but not being fully available like it will be in 2025, 2026, when some of this dead money falls off. 
Yeah, and I think it's it's more of because even compared to other teams around the league, the Bucks are in a pretty solid like financial space. You know, they're, they're definitely not starving yeah. like they were last year. But better than I, I, the Saints. <laughs> better than the Saints. That's for damn sure. And it, it's one of those things again this season where the main objective is re-signing their guys versus wow, let's go get that new guy because that's all we need to like finish this entire product right. of the team. So it really just comes down to a law of averages of finances, expenses, long-term look as well, because I would not be shocked at all if the franchise tag goes to Antoine Winfield Jr., but he doesn't play on that franchise tag yeah. an extension. I yep. think that's like the most realistic scenario that I you agree. can see with Antoine Winfield Jr., where with Mike Evans and Baker to a degree, but I think more with Mike, even though he deserves more respect, credibility, mm-hmm. and, and, and patience with, with this whole thing, I would put Mike Evans in that same category of what they did with Jamel Dean last year and Levante David right. to a degree and Carlton Davis the year before yes. of Mike, we want you back very badly. We just don't want you back for 35 million. So we're going to cross our fingers and hope. <laughs> go that, get your number, bring it yeah, back. Go get your number. Yeah. And let's hope that teams are only going to give you like 27 million or something right. like that. And we can work with it and, and bring you back yeah. next season. And then with and, Baker, and, and- yeah, I'll just say this real quick. The, the thing is, too, is sometimes when teams don't have good relationships with those players. Look at Gabe Davis right now. Gabe Davis exactly. going buck wild on Instagram right. about uh, leaving the, the bills. Yeah, you're not seeing that with any Buccaneers in Tampa outside of Devin White. And right. he's not going to be, you know, coming back anyways. Right. So um, but Mike Evans and Baker Mayfield, they want to come back. They want to play together again. The Bucks want them back. Jason yeah. Light has tremendous relationships with both of them so does todd bowles so does mike greenberg the bucks cap jedi and so when you have that mutual respect that trust that hey we want you back and you know what go get your number and if it's higher than than what we may think that you might be worth then you know what put us in the in this in the predicament put us in the predicament where we have to ratchet it up a little bit or or match that offer right but you know give, give us that opportunity and so, but some teams don't have that relationship. So they have to use it like handcuffs. Oh, you're not getting away. Right. Yeah. We're, we're going to lock you down. And the player doesn't like that. And that's sometimes where you see those holdout situations when, when players feel handcuffed, where they want that contract extension. They want that, that guaranteed money for more than just one year. They want the, the security. Maybe they, they want to buy a house and they, they want to start a family, right? And they want a commitment like, hey, I want to put some roots down in Tampa, but I got to find that if I'm going to be here more than one year. Right. So but the relationship is what matters. And Mike Greenberg has fantastic relationships with all the agents across the league, some better than others, but he can get deals done. Yes. And, And Jason Light has got that that personal relationship. I mean, Mike Evans is the first player he ever drafted as a general manager back in 2014. Baker Mayfield got the opportunity to start in Tampa, and there wasn't a lot of starting opportunities around the league last year, and Jason Light gave him that. So with those two players, you do cross your fingers a bit, but you trust the process. You let them go get their number and then say, bring it back to us before you sign, and we'll see what we can do. And that speaks a ton to the respect that all the Bucks players have for Jason Light, Greenberg, and things like that. But also yeah. the respect that Light and Greenberg and, and the whole front office, Jack Davidson as well, yeah. that they have for the people with them because they do get along, and the players and coaches as well. They do get along. And typically, I think you make a great point, like outside of Devin White, no one's really caused a, a stir or a controversy with their contract for many, right. many, many years since Jason Light has been in charge. And – And I think part of that, too, is that there is a history, there is a precedent going back to Shaq with the franchise tag and Chris Godwin with the franchise tag that typically Jason Light, that whole group, they take care of their guys one way or another. Like they'll say, oh, we got to give you the franchise tag, but we want to pay you the money that you were earned, obviously, and deserve, obviously, within the, the realms of the salary cap as well. But odds are that. And again, going back to 2021, that offseason, after they won the Super Bowl in 2020, being able to re-sign all of their guys, that's really difficult to do. But the relationships that they have with these yeah. people, taking care of their guys, I think is really important. And more people, uh, more players around the league probably see that than I think a yeah. lot of people um, realize. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's a big reason why 
players want to come to Tampa. Yeah. Right? It's it's not just Raymond James Stadium and the grass surface, which is one of the best in the league. It's not just the weather. Mm-hmm. It's not just the no state income tax, which Mike Greenberg loves because it helps yes. him in negotiations, <laughs> right? And it's not just Todd Bowles, who's a player's coach, and they genuinely like Todd, maybe more than the fans do, but they like playing for Todd. Um, it's it's the culture that's been created, and and it's it really starts at the top with Jason Light. He really uh, does a, a good job of of making sure that that the players feel welcome. And, and I think, Matt, it goes back to what you were talking about with Chris Godwin. Remember, they gave him the franchise tag after he tore his ACL. Yeah. Right? And uh, and and then then they gave him the long term extension, even though he was rehabbing a torn ACL. They gave him market value twenty million dollars a year when they for didn't a have player. To. They didn't have to. And other teams would say he's not worth the risk. We're not going to do that. You know, we'll yeah. let him go. Maybe have him come back and resign for cheaper. But they franchised him, and then they did that. Other players see that and they say, "That's Jason Light taking care of his guys. That's that's Mike Greenberg and." And, you know, Bruce Arians at the time, now Todd Bowles, taking care of their players and trusting the players to rehab, do the right thing, be worth the money. And that speaks volumes. And that that word travels around the league because agents see that Mm -hmm. whether they have a player on Tampa's team or not. They see that players see that they talk. I mean, we just saw Sauce Gardner try to. Recruit Mike Evans, Evans, right? (laughs) So whether it's social media or text or whatever. They see that, and and you just build a great reputation for the Bucks are a team that you want to do business with, and so yeah. that's why I know there's a lot of hand wringing yesterday about, you know, gosh, they didn't get deals done, and is you know this this salary cap dead money is is out there now. Well, they either have to pay it this year or kick it kick the can down the road again, and it's going to affect the Bucks salary cap this year or in future years. So again, the Bucks are saying, "All right, we're not going to have eighty million dollars worth of dead money. We might have over twenty million this year, but we can take yeah. it." Um, but more importantly, let's not feel under the gun to get a deal done now. Let's yeah. let's do the right deal, not a hasty deal. And last thing I'll say is, look at the last couple of off seasons where you're worried about, "Oh, are they going to resign this guy, yeah. or how do they bring back that guy, and what are they going to do with quarterback?" Year after year, they figured it out and they've yeah. gotten the job done. So just trust. Jason Light and Mike Greenberg, Mike Greenberg, excuse me, yep. Jack Davison. Trust them the way that I would implore everybody to trust Celsius Energy Drinks as the best energy drinks around. Of course, they are the official sponsor of the Peter Report podcast. And the newest line they have out is the Celsius Essentials, which are bigger cans, larger than your regular size. So they are carrying 270 milligrams of caffeine to help you live fit. They provide an unbeatable combination of ingredients that support your physical and cognitive performance. Uh, you can find Celsius Essentials nationwide at 7-Elevens. You can also pick up their three-flavor variety pack over at Walmart, and they will be appearing on Amazon soon. So whether it's the Blue Crush or the Dragonberry with the Celsius Essentials, maybe it's the um, original flavors that you're still a fan of. Could be the Cucumber Lime, uh, Sparkling Orange, Fuji Apple Pear, Arctic vibe, my personal favorite, tropical vibe as well. Um, if you need to know where to find a Celsius energy drink, go to the Celsius store locator on their website. I know we'll be using it when we're in Indianapolis next week. Punch in your address and tell you the closest location where you can pick one up. Could be 7-Eleven Health and Fitness Store, or if you're lucky enough, might just be your bodega. Bodega. And once you keep going to your bodega and you know you love Celsius, but you want more and you want to get it in bulk, you can order it in bulk. That's when you go back over to Amazon. Click on that subscribe and save. Have it sent to your place of residence whenever you want. You're in charge. You're the captain. Just make sure you're drinking Celsius energy drinks. Make Celsius your number one pick. Celsius, the official energy drink of the Pewter Report podcast. Scott, we got a couple of uh, super chats to get to. So let's dive into them thank you for your patience with these ones starting off with uh rev fish mm-hmm. mark fisher thanks for the 499 thank super you, chat it was a question on mike evans he says i'm a fan and want him but it seemed to me he had more drops than normal this year do you agree or couldn't find stats on drops yeah drops are it's a very subjective statistic first of right all, right it because- is <laughs> You know, there were um, some that were blatant with Mike, but oh yes, yeah, yeah, there's some overall. hit him right in the hands, right, and that's a yeah. drop. But 
you know, there's what's the old uh, adage, you know, if you can touch it, you can catch it. Right? Yes. In other words, yeah. if it goes off your fingertip and your arm's completely extended, is that a drop? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a little subjective. Uh, if, you know, it is a drop where you're you're trying to uh, contort your body and, you know, throw is way behind you and it, it hits you in the fingertips, but your body's going this way and the ball's back here and you touch it. Is that a drop? It's a very subjective statistic. The NFL doesn't keep official stats. One of the places that, that, that does do a pretty good job, and Pro Football Focus is one of them, but Fox Sports is one yeah. that, that keeps drop statistics. And so Mike Evans last year had seven, according to Fox Sports. Um, that's tied with Travis Kelsey, Adam Thielen, Amari Cooper, Tyler Higby, uh, Evan Ingram, A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, uh, T. Higgins, um, uh, Garrett Wilson. So he, he's in pretty good company with some of those names that that's yeah. not, you know, that's not a terrible number, especially when you factor that, that like Tyler Higby had seven drops on 70 targets for yeah. Mike. It was seven drops on 136 targets. That's, that's even fewer drops per targets than a guy like AJ Brown, who had seven drops on 158 targets or DK Metcalf, seven drops, 119 targets. So, that's not the end of the world when you look at Puka Nakua, who was the NFL's uh, all-time or not all-time, but you know he. I top think he was rookie. the all, top rookie. Yeah, 105 yeah. catches. He had 13 drops. He had uh, 119 receptions from Tyreek Hill. He had 12 drops. David Njoku had 11. Um, so Devonte Adams, like I said, had eight. Uh, Stephon Diggs had eight. So uh, Amon Ross St. Brown had eight. So. I, the drops were memorable, but I don't know that it was necessarily more this year. He's had certain yeah. years where he's at five, then he's had certain years where he's at, he's at 13. So I think kind of an even number for Mike. It seemed like he started off a, a little bit dropsy at the beginning of the season, Matt. Yeah. And then got better as the season went on. Yeah, I, I would agree with that for sure. Um, I would say his drops are something that I think you have to keep in mind. But overall, the positives and what Mike Evans brings to the Bucks and brings to the offense and how the defense has to game plan for yeah. Mike Evans far, far outweighs some of the drop issues that he has. Now, I think, Scott, you bring up a great point comparing his drops to other people around the league. And I don't know, like, how egregious were Travis Kelsey's drops versus some of the drops yeah. that Mike had. Because Mike was definitely on the larger scale of, like, right. how did he not catch that? He was yeah. wide open in the end zone. With all of that said, you look at the playoff game against Detroit. Mike was making some crazy catches um, that when the going gets tough and it's crunch time, you typically trust Mike in those situations, right. albeit with some of the mistakes he's made throughout the season. Unless Mike turns into, and I, I hate to smirch this guy because he's a Tampa guy and he played at USF, but unless he turns into like Marquez, Valdez, Scantling, right. where he's wide open and eight out of ten times he's or dropping Kadarius it. Tony. Or Kadarius <laughs> Tony. Unless yeah. that starts happening to Mike, which I really don't think will be the case, it's, it's not the drops are a concern, but not enough to say we're not going to give you a new contract right. because of it. But it's a, it's a fair concern and, and, and a good question no doubt yeah it is um paul aka florida Dreamhouse, five dollar super chat thank you I, I give evans a pass on drops contract year pressure the man still put up some career stats and is deserving of money as long as it doesn't hurt the team the other thing i'll say and it's kind of the flip side of the drops is how many times did mike evans catch a pass and get tackled at the one yard line yeah like, a couple times there's maybe should have been some more touchdowns. What, what did Mike have? 13 this year? 13, tied for the league lead with Tyreek yeah. Hill. 13 touchdowns. The the single season Buccaneer record is is one that he he set yep. back in 2021 <laughs> with 14. Um, I'm remembering there was a the touch the should have been touchdown against the Texans where he was down at the one. Mm-hmm. I want to say maybe Indianapolis was another one. I think there was two that I remember that that and and was there one against the Panthers? There was um, one late in the season. Yeah, one late sure. in the season at home. And and yeah. uh, I can't remember which game it was. They all kind of run together. But, but I mean, he probably should have had 15 or 16 touchdowns, right? Not including drops, but I'm saying he catches the ball and he gets tackled the one-yard line or, or goes down at the one. So, um, 
you know, he didn't he didn't get the touchdown, but I mean, it he could have had an even more of a monster year from a scoring perspective. Yeah. With one more yard. If Baker Mayfield throws a little bit further or whatever. So it, it all kind of balances out, I think. And I think Mike, I, I listen, he was a second team all pro, a pro bowler. He had a great year. Great year. <laughs> yes, great year. He had a great year. We are very much nitpicking right. a small part of uh, what Mike wasn't able to do. And from one Mike to another, as Paul A.K. Florida Dreamhouse follows up with the $2 Super Chat, says, yeah. Evans drops passes, dot, 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 Jordan, talking about Michael Jordan, missed shots. Yeah, that yeah. is true. Michael Jordan did not hit every single game-winning shot that That's right. uh, was uh, was presented his way. Yeah. Thank you to uh, Mark Fisher again, Rev Fish, for this $1.99 yeah, Super Chat. He says, Thank that you. was helpful and informative. Thanks. Thank you for the Super Chat. That's what we try to do. We're here to answer questions and Sometimes in form as yep. well. We got a super chat from Kathy Gillespie. Thank you, Kathy, Kathy. for the $5 super chat. It says, much speculation from sports media and social media. Trying not to buy into all of it. Trust Light and company. So much shock value in these titles. Kathy, I think you are absolutely yep. spot on 100%. You're going to see it. There's a lot of aggregators out there that people feel one type very different types of ways about aggregators. Some hate their guts. Some think that they're like helpful to the community. I'm somewhere in the middle. I think sometimes aggregators give away like just misleading. There was one, for example, this season where Mike Evans was actually after a Mike Evans drop, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. And Evans was like pissed off on the sidelines, like yelling, screaming at himself. He was angry that he dropped the ball and the aggregator said, it was like, oh, Mike Evans must be so mad that he's not getting the football. It's like, no, you moron. Like, he's right. mad that he dropped the football in yeah. the end zone. And I hate things like that because you're taking things out of context. I agree. And you're getting to, uh, you know, Bucks fans knew what Mike was mad at. But again, yeah. national attention. We talk about that a lot. Someone out on the West Coast is watching that being like, damn, what the heck, Mike Evans? But that wasn't the case. Right. So you're going to see a lot of shock. I mean, there was an article last year that said that the Bucs should trade Antoine Winfield Jr. because he was right. in the last year of his deal. Yeah, That seems like a pretty idiotic idea, and yeah. good thing that they didn't. So you're going to see some wild goose chases at times. You're going to mm-hmm. see some silliness, some silly Just goose trust Peter Report. articles and stuff. You know, trust Peter Report. We're boots on the ground. Exactly. We're at the team facility. We have contacts galore at every level of the organization, including the locker room with a bunch of players. Yeah. Um, I, I'll, I'll just say this. Sometimes, and, and and this is exactly what you're speaking to, Matt, where it says, oh, well, they're not going to use the franchise tag on, on Baker Mayfield, so he's going to hit free agency. Yes, he will hit free agency. Doesn't mean he's going to leave. Okay, right. it's a big difference. Uh, Jamel Dean didn't leave. Levante David didn't leave. Carlton Davis didn't leave. Those are the three players that were the biggest free agent names over the last two years. They tested the market. It was not as robust as they thought it was going to be. They came back to Tampa, who gave them a fair offer, market value. So yeah. why not try to deploy that strategy again? See what the market will bear, right? Um, coming up with an article tomorrow that lists that I, I think there there might be more of a robust market for Baker Mayfield than for Mike Evans. And I'll I'll detail that uh, in, in my story tomorrow on pewterreport.com. Check that out again. If you're late to the show, no worries. You can go back and watch the show. They're all on yeah. Pewter Report TV, our YouTube channel, which we want you to subscribe uh, help us get to uh, where, where are we at? 12,000. We're almost 13,300. We're, we're close to 13,300. Yeah. So we want to get to that yeah. Chris Godwin number. So then we can. Exactly. Help us get, get to, to 14,000. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the more that you like our videos and just pressing the button, subscribe, like, hit the videos, all of that. The more that you do that, the more. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. That you leave comments after the show. Go to the, the podcast. I loved it. Uh, I hated it. Scott's hair looks stupid today. Whatever you want to put. Right. It can be whatever. The like more some comments. The day, some of the other day, and I apologize, the, the name is escaping me, but someone just said go Bucks after yeah. it. That's perfect. Like that helps 
for whatever the reason, algorithm. With the algorithm with yep. all that stuff, you can say go box. You can say Saints stink. I hate the Saints or, yep. you know, I hate the Falcons, whatever it is. Um, any type of comment, things of that nature helps us and helps spread the word. And um, doesn't take too much time out of your day as well. Cause we know you guys are uh, got your own stuff going on your own life. And we obviously appreciate when you guys spend yep. some of your time with us um, on the podcast, whether you're live or whether you listen yep. to it um, at a later date, because uh, we wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't yeah. for you guys, for sure. Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll say this. This is my favorite part of the day. I mean, I love writing stories for Peter Report, but being on with Matt, talking with you guys, answering your questions, yes. it's just it's a great way to communicate. It, I, I keeps love my it. mind sharp. Like, keeps, uh, keeps, me, exactly. keeps me going. Yep. Keeps um, uh, Kathy yeah, with the yeah, $2 Kathy. Super Chat says, absolutely, you guys are my go-to. Appreciate that, Kathy, and as Chris Rockstein says, I hate the Saints. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that's important, too. You might be new to the podcast. If so, thank you. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Yep. Um, we do this all year round. I know there's not football playing right now, and that saddens me, as it should yeah. sadden you as well, the Peter people. But, yeah, I mean, as soon as the season's done, then, bam, it's free agency. Who are they re-signing? It's the draft. Who are they going to take this year? We were just in Mobile, Alabama right. a week or two ago. We'll be at the Combine next week. So, um, the gears just shift a little bit. There's still yeah. podcasts four times a week, except for occasional holidays and things like that. This is the team building part of it, right? This yes. is where, you know, where the, the Yaya Diabis get discovered, right? And then drafted the Kalaja Kansies, right? The Cody yeah. Malks. So th this is kind of the fun part. If, if you, if you play Madden football and you do the franchise mode, this is just as much a part of it. Yes. As the season itself, it's building the team, the, the trades, the free agent and signings, the, the we franchise have, tag, the draft. Yeah, and we have stuff like that, Scott, coming up. We usually do it around yeah. March, right around free agency with the Bucks battle, battle plans, which is a lot of fun to do, where essentially we put on our Jason Light GM hats and right. decide what we would do with the Bucks. It's not always – it's it's out of our own mind, so it doesn't yeah. always have to be like, oh, well, it's not always in terms of what we think the Bucks will do. It's right. what we would do. Or, you know, sometimes you have a little fun with it, a, a little yep. bit of uh, – hypothetical type of stuff but yeah that's a long way of saying tons of content coming out yeah. from the podcast from pewterreport.com so no need to go anywhere i know there's not games right. going on but there's going to be tons of speculation reporting and all that fun stuff um that you could find over at pewterreport.com so you can count yeah. on us just like you can count on mybookie.ag if you want to Bet on all the latest sports. I know football season's done, but the NBA is about to start their second half. Baseball just began spring training, so they'll be back soon. Um, the NHL is going on. It's actually uh, at the Lightning game last night. Unfortunately, they're hitting a little bit of a rough patch at the moment. But anyway, you can bet on all the great sports over at MyBookie. Sign up with the promo code PEWTER. That's P-E-W-T-E-R. Get a first deposit bonus when you sign up using that promo code. So that is free money in your MyBookie yeah. account. Even if you learn from Plant City Math, you know that that is a heck of a deal. So check out MyBookie.ag. Use that promo code Pewter, P-E-W-T-E-R. Get to betting and check out their online casino as well. Casinos can be fun. Maybe you don't always have the time of your day to go out to one. So you can enjoy it right from the comfort of your own home, from your couch. Play the slots, roulettes, all of that great stuff over at MyBookie.ag. Um, listen, I got to own up to something here, and this is this is a thousand percent true. Um, <laughs> G Vegas, the only big miss Peter Report did was saying was saying that Canales was staying in Tampa. Other than that, they're pretty solid with Bucks player news. Yep, uh, guilty as charged there. I think I came out right before Canales left and said, "Well, at least the Buccaneers have their yeah. head coach, their <laughs> offensive coordinator, and their quarterback." Um, you know, back this year, I think they're going to go two out of three. I think Baker Mayfield comes back. Todd Bowles is obviously back. And and Liam Cohen, who I honestly optimistically think that he can be an upgrade over Dave Canales. I think they can pick up where they left off and and then add to that. And I think with Cohen's play calling experience, they can hit yeah. the ground running a little faster without that learning curve that Dave Canales had to go with. So we'll see. But yes, uh, I I did think Dave Canales was going to stay, and honestly, I think Dave Canales thought he was going to stay. Yeah, that second interview with Dan Morgan, and man, it's like. It's a lot of money to turn down, Matt. That was a long contract, yeah. a lot of guaranteed money. It's one of those things that you, you only get so many bites at the apple, and you don't know if that opportunity is going to come around again. He's got that connection with 
with Dan Morgan from their days in Seattle together. There's that automatic trust that's built in. It was just too good to pass up for Dave Canales. And I, and I listen, no one, no one's going to be right a hundred percent of the time in these predictions, projections. Yeah. Um, I mean, we didn't go undefeated picking every Bucks game. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. We didn't, we didn't pick yeah. every player that the Bucks drafted, but we got most of them. Yeah. So, but that's, Damn what, right. that's why you come to Peter report people. Uh, any take on Bruce Arians quarterback scouting? Yes. That's, that's an area that Bruce Arians knows very well. He's the quarterback whisperer and he has been doing a lot of, of the, the scouting on these college quarterbacks in case the Buccaneers want to take one, um, whether Baker Mayfield comes back or not, they might, have to move on from Kyle Trask if you know he wants to go elsewhere and say I'm, I've gosh I've been here for four years uh, in Tampa I haven't got my shot so let me go somewhere else well you need another quarterback in the hopper and there might be a guy worth drafting that will be that successor and you've seen it a couple times Alex Smith in Kansas City they draft Pat Mahomes right Mahomes sits and then plays and plays yep. really well you saw that with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay they draft Jordan Love he sits then all of a sudden uh, Jordan Love gets his opportunity. Pretty good quarterback, too. So maybe the Buccaneers do that this year. They draft a quarterback, give Baker a couple more years, and then they move on and and uh, and let the new guy um, that is going to be scouted by Bruce Arians. You know, we'll see if if that's if that's the way they go. We have the Bucks taking a quarterback in our latest mock draft. Actually, we've had him uh, taking a quarterback in both mock drafts. But yeah, there'll, there'll be a new mock draft after the combine too. So stay tuned to that. Yeah, it will be fun. By the way, I want to give a shout out to uh, Caseo Talk Sports. First time watching the show. So that's what I was talking about before. You never know who's going to be new watching the show. So welcome. Hope you are enjoying and hope yeah. you stick with us for this ride of the offseason as we work our way to the draft yeah. and everything. Big Al says, had a drink of Fantasy Vibe Celsius. Still being here at work since 6 in the morning. God bless you, man. That's Yeah. Not... Hey, good for Quite you, man. Shift. Getting through and hopefully uh, we can help you power through that, that work yep. shift as well. For sure. Um, let's see, this would probably be a good time. Um, no easy segue. So we're just going to jump into it, but, um, listen, folks, uh, you, you know, the drawer by now, I mean, Eric gross and the Eric gross group, if you want to trade in your mortgage, that's right. It's the off season. So maybe it's time you trade in your mortgage, uh, for a new one, uh, maybe a new house. Well, Eric gross and the Eric gross group, they're the ones to turn to. That's uh, Eric and Caitlin gross. They, they can be your realtors. They're the official realtor of pewterreport.com. And I invite you to check out their website, housesinfla.com. That's right, housesinfla.com. It's a great website with an awesome layout. You can check out their inventory, check out their latest um, open houses, and you can also find them on social media, Eric Gross Group on Instagram and Facebook. Highly recommend uh, the Eric Gross Group because it does take a full-team effort to win in football, just like it does in real estate. And their clients are not just transactions, they're lifelong friendships. They don't, don't let the stress of buying or selling a home keep you out of the game. Let the Eric Gross Group take the pressure off. Give Eric a call at 513-907-4271. That's 513-907-4271 or visit houses in Florida. That's FLA.com. No matter where you are on your home ownership journey, you're going to feel welcome with the Eric Gross Group. That's the official realtor of Pewter Report. Well, guys, a very fun show today. The fun does not stop. We still got two more episodes to go this week. And tomorrow's topic, we will be talking about which bucks will be cap casualties. Unfortunately, this is uh, a thing that happens every year for each and every team, and the bucks are no different. Obviously, we'll be talking about Shaq Barrett, a couple of other names that could end up being let go by the Buccaneers so the Bucs can um, open up some more cap room. Maybe we'll talk some restructures, things like that as well, so the Bucs can get more cap flexibility and sign those guys like Antoine Winfield Jr., Baker Mayfield, and Mike Evans, who yeah. we talked about today. So a lot of great info. And again, make sure if you want to get your point across and you have a, a question that you just absolutely need answered, we try to get to as many comments as, as we possibly can, but Super yeah. Chats – Definitely go a long way. We obviously make sure we answer every single uh, Super Chat. So keep that in mind for tomorrow's show and for the rest of the shows as well. Uh, but in the meantime, if you're not already doing so, please follow us on our social media on X Threads, Facebook, and Instagram. We are at Pewter Report. And then, of course, our YouTube channel, which you're on right now. 
is Pewter Report TV. We got various different clips from the podcast. We always got stuff from the Bucks facility when we're there. Had great clips from uh, the Senior Bowl. We'll have even more from the Combine coming up, especially with getting to talk to Jason Light and Todd Bowles. Of course, all the prospects there as well. So a lot more content coming up over the next few weeks, really for the whole year, and not, not much changes yeah. uh, with your Bucks content. So make sure you follow us on all of our social media. That's going to do it for us on today's show. Another fun episode. So for yes. Scott Reynolds, I'm Matt Matera saying thanks, everybody, for watching. And we'll see you tomorrow at 4 p.m. for another edition of the Pewter Report podcast. Out. Out.